0: This is Jimmy Murray of the Kid Friendly Podcast Network, and I want to welcome you to the Time Shifters Podcast. This podcast takes a fun look at the films of long past, recent past, and the almost present, as well as the events and news surrounding them. Your hosts, Christopher and Matt, would love to hear from you, and there are several ways to get in touch with them. Look for the Time Shifters Podcast group on Facebook. Follow the two on Twitter. Christopher's handle is Time Shifters Pod, and Matt is at Movies at the Matt. Or you can send them a typed or recorded message to Time Shifters Podcast at gmail.com. Dot com. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio, and Spotify. Please rate and review the show at any of these outlets. Now, from the Time Shifter Studio, here are Christopher and Matt. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I'm all right. Excellent. Uh, well,
1: Happy New Year. This is yep. the first episode of 2019. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Yeah. I worked. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: Hospitals don't sleep.
1: <laughs> That's true. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, no I had a worries. few days off. Uh, low key holidays. The family doesn't do all, you know, it's just kind of like everyone cold cuts and bring a veggie tray kind of thing and yeah. just gather around. All the young kids are now old kids. So it's all kind of like just adults and young adults <laughs> hanging around. It's a little bit quieter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I will say that prior to working on Christmas, I had 10 days off. Oh, well, so yeah. Yeah. I was you, rested. <laughs> you had a break.
1: Yes. Yeah, good. Glad you had some sort of break, girl. Uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in. It's awesome that you came back, and Happy New Year to you! I mean, 2019 is going to be—it rolls off the tongue a little easier than I thought it would.
2: Okay. But 2019? Oh, yeah, it's going to be 2019. Can't wait till we get to 2020 and have all those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking forward to that. No. What's What's 2020?
1: 2020, oh, the old oh.
2: Barbara Walters show. <laughs> That'll Good. be everywhere, and it will get annoying already.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't thought of that. Yeah.
2: I thought the years
1: that don't have like multiple like zeros or numbers with holes in them, I, I thought I liked those years, but they still figure out a way to make those stupid glasses that you always oh, see. <laughs> they just stretch them out. <laughs> they stretch them out somehow. I, I I don't know why I hate those glasses because they look dumb. <laughs> yeah. So twenty twenty is going to be too easy for them. Yep. It's going to have to offset it a little bit, hanging off your side there. Yeah. Oh well, uh, that's in another year. Should focus on 2019 and uh, what's been going on, and I, I guess we should f- talk a little bit about what how 2018 ended for yep. us. We got some news stories. Uh, do you want to start? Anything you want? Particularly, you want to start with?
2: Well, we lost one of the great ones, um, Penny Marshall, actor, director, I think writer, producer. Yeah, she's a little, a little bit, bit of everything. everything. Yeah, she passed away
1: at 75 too. Yeah, That's super young. And yeah. That's one of those ones where, like, there was still more that could come
2: could have come from her. Definitely. And I'm very familiar with her work. I love so many of her movies. But then I found out by looking at her IMDb that she directed four in a row movies that I love. And it's Big, mm-hmm. Awakenings, A League of Their Own, and Renaissance Man. Yeah. I love all four of those movies.
1: Yeah, she's one of these. Everyone knows, her's, knows her because of Laverne and Shirley.
2: Sure. But
1: then she kind of... Went behind the camera, and people don't necessarily recognize that she's involved, but yeah. You, she's the director. <laughs> you look at the credits and you're like, oh.
2: <laughs> yep. She's always been one of my favorite directors. Those are four movies I love. She's done other movies that I enjoy as well, but yeah, definitely going to miss her.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, we lost another one. Uh, this is another, this is an actor that, you know, you probably have seen. You know he did a lot of work, but I, I saw one article post that uh, Donald Moffat was who made a uh, made a business of being like, how did they put it?
2: Probably should have thought of that before I actually started talking about. it. To me, he kind of always made a business of like being the boss mm. or being someone in charge or being some kind of authoritative face kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, they b- commented that he was never the star. Right. But he was always really good at being, you know, that other guy that was in that movie. (laughs) And that's exactly what he was. A lot of people uh, listening might recognize him. He was, uh, I think he was like the commander or something of um, the base on The Thing. Mm -hmm. John Carpenter's The Thing, who uh, definitely recognizable there. I actually knew him best from a a short-lived 1970s sci-fi show called uh, Logan's Run based off the film. And he played an android. And it was a thankless role. But he made it entertaining. I mean, he could take crap effectively and, and make it good. You know? And apparently he had a huge career on stage. Screen wasn't his only thing. He did some directing as well, and he was an, it was an, an award-winning actor, I think, for some of his stage work and everything. So uh, yeah, just one another one of those guys that you, you, you see him when you see him, and yeah. you go, "Oh, I saw him in that other thing." you know, it's just uh, it's always a shame.
2: Other thing I have, I posted this on the Facebook group, and I love that it dropped on Christmas morning. Jordan Peele's uh, movie Us, the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? It
1: looked a little freaky.
2: Oh, it's terrifying.
1: That's going to be one of those movies. I'm. It's going to be interesting to find out exactly what is going on. Yep. You you feel like in the end you're going to go, oh, <clears throat> something. It's not going to be straightforward. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Did there's, you ever see Get Out? It's going to
2: be a twist. Did you see? No, I never got around. So that's one of those movies where it's not straightforward, and you're just sort of like, wait, that's what's been happening this whole time, and it changes everything, and it's a wonderful allegory, and it's just to me, it's amazing that this guy, his whole career up to this point has been comedy, Mm -hmm. and he's had these nightmares rolling around in his head this whole time, and he's doing great work with it. From 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 pain comes comedy.
1: Sometimes this is true. <laughs> Maybe this is his this is his way of working through. You know, comedy was his way of dealing, and now he's actually trying to work through some stuff. Maybe, right? I don't know.
2: It's very possible. And for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer, please go watch it. But a, a brief synopsis is: it's this it's this family. You know, man, wife, their their son and daughter. They're they're on vacation, and then all of a sudden, these four shadowy figures appear outside their house who won't go away and they're mm-hmm. trying to get them to go away. And then all of a sudden they just like barge into the house and it's them. They've got perfect doppelgangers who are looking to take over. Creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this the sort of an invasion of the body snatchers? Right. Is this, uh,
1: you know, someone, that, someone I saw online uh, hypothesized that it turns out that the good guys are really what you think are the bad guys. Right, and I was thinking to that attack, too. You know? Yes. Yeah.
2: So could be
1: anything yeah but it it looked freaky it's so
2: freaky looking as far
1: as trailers go it's a very good trailer
2: (laughs) and i think horror is a hard thing to make a trailer for without kind of giving it all away and i'm sitting there going i have no idea what's happening and i'm unsettled and i want to see more
1: (laughs) yeah 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 horror trailers are either you know we talked about this last time about you know vagueness in a trailer Mm -hmm. that sometimes it's good but horror trailers can be just flashes of images of you know knives and blood and you're like that tells me nothing. I've, I've seen that in a billion other movies. Why would I go see it in this one? <laughs> you
2: haven't seen this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this one looks a little different.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I am gonna be there to see this movie.
1: Um, all right, excellent. I don't know if I'll be at the theater to see it, but uh, I'll be waiting to hear what you have to say about it. it might be a home viewing.
2: Horror is so much fun. A good horror is so much fun to view in the theater because you get the theater experience. You know, the jumps true. and people freaking out and people screaming and all of that. I, I do like that whenever a, a really good horror comes along. Like when I saw the, A Quiet Place in, in the theater, that was an experience that I, you don't get at home.
1: Right. Uh, that's a good point. I, I do remember, um, you know, debate whether it's horror or not. I saw Silence of the Lambs in the theater. Sure there's plenty of
2: like, tense moments. Very that tense theater. moments.
1: The, the scene where the uh, uh, Everything goes buf- dark. Buffalo Bill, I guess it is, is watching uh, through night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. And his hand reaches out and almost touches her. And the entire theater did that. <gasps> <Yep. laughs> you could almost see the screen getting sucked in uh-huh. from all the, the inhaling. Yeah, so that you're right. There is an experience there that you can't get anywhere else.
2: And so the other thing I got, um, if you haven't seen it yet, please, everyone out there, go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I've not heard anything bad about it. I watched it. It's good. It's so, so good. It's a wonderful story. If you don't know anything about Miles Morales, you'll learn a lot about his character. Great character. And I'm, I'm kind of annoyed because I'm sitting there going... Sony, you've had this kind of script in you this whole time for a superhero movie, and you've screwed it up with the Fantastic Four over – oh, no, no, that's Fox. You've you've screwed it up with other things. You've screwed it up with the amazing Spider-Man, and you had a Spider-Man story in you like this the whole time. And you had to give Spider-Man – well, not give it back, but you had to say, Marvel, help us, because we're screwing it up.
1: That good, though, huh? You really enjoyed it. Yeah. Because you're not – I mean, you're – Okay, on Spider Man, right? You're not a huge Spider Man fan.
2: I I mean, I didn't grow up reading the comics, but I do like certain Spider Man movies. Just a lot of them haven't done much for me. I really enjoyed Homecoming. I like the first Amazing Spider Man and I like the first uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man. The rest, I'm kind of just sort of eh, don't want (laughs) on them. But this one, this one was excellent.
1: I hear it's very, it can be very meta meta in. Even in regards to some of those films,
2: yeah, yes, there's there's a great moment where like Peter Parker is kind of recapping his life, and he gets to the point, and, and he even did this, and it's the part where like he's walking down the street and he's doing like the finger <laughs> guns and he's dancing, and then he goes, "We don't talk about that."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, the I definitely will go see this film, or you know, see it as soon as I can. Anyway, because yeah, it definitely sounds like one of these animated features that finally worth watching you know dc seems to always have the the good animated marvel's kind of hit and miss yeah dc's always kind of been it so it's nice to know that now there's finally a marvel one that's kind of in that same
2: tier and dc tends to put them all straight to video so this is something new experience in the theater it's great for the family kids will like it adults will like it music is great it's a very different kind of animation than you're used to it's very stylized. It's colorful. It, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Great story. And Excellent. I want more. I want more from this character. I want more from the other spider people that they introduce. Yeah, a lot of fun.
1: Excellent. You know, speaking of the DC, I just recently watched the Elseworlds crossovers with the DC shows. Oh, yeah. And um, it definitely looks like they're kind of building up to do an Infinite Earth um, storyline. But watching this show, uh, which included uh, Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl, I only watch Flash and Arrow when they do these crossovers, and each time I'm reminded why I don't watch Flash and Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is like 10 minutes superhero stuff and 40 minutes soap opera drama, especially Arrow. Unbelievably hard to sit through.
2: It can be, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, was that all the, the news in the That's trailers? That's all there? I have. Yeah. All right, there was something I wanted to bring up. This was something that, that popped up on Twitter. I don't remember who started the feed, but it was uh, it was a good little feed. And so I, I shared it over on the uh, Facebook group. I asked, what movie did you watch that actually made you angry? And I think every one of us have <laughs> these films, you know. Um, I started out with uh, one, which it actually took, I'd almost blocked it out of my head until I actually read someone mention it on Twitter. And like, oh, yeah, that one. 1998's The Avengers. Not superhero Avengers, based on the British uh, spy comedy action, whatever you want to call it, show, The Avengers, which I had just gotten into and really started to to enjoy the old series and everything. And so this film came out. The film was awful. (laughs) I mean, it was written, directed, and starred people who... Just had like fond memories of the show, but not in any particular order. And so they made a movie, and it didn't work. It was terrible. I think Uma Thurman and um, I can't remember the star's name that played John Steed, but he was awful in it. <laughs> and the movie was awful. That one actually made me angry especially because I had just really gotten into the series mm. and was really enjoying
2: it. And then they did that. And I'm like, that just made me mad because you don't know this series. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was the remake of the day the earth stood still. I remember that movie ended and I started yelling. I was so upset at that movie of how awful it was that one, you don't need to remake a masterpiece that is the original to they completely ignored all of the best parts of the original and three they just really wanted to make it the matrix there's and none of it worked
1: yeah no that one i mean i knew that one was going to make me mad i didn't watch it until we covered it here on the show and yeah by that time it was just you know the anger had subsided into just i don't know what you want to call it yeah the fact that it was made (laughs) defeat maybe that's it We had a couple other people that chimed in. Uh, Someone, uh, Mystique here, says the Ron Howard, Jim Carrey Grinch. I could see that. So he found it so nauseating. There's something so nauseating about that movie. When my kids watch it, I leave the room. Big (laughs) fan of Dr. Seuss,
2: Ron Howard, and Jim Carrey, but that movie pushes my buttons. Have they ever done a Dr. Seuss live action or any kind of Dr. Seuss movie other than just taking the book and animating it page for page that was good like the cat in the hat's awful um the lorax was terrible i haven't seen any of them but all of them were kind (laughs) of
1: like they they opened everyone went and went oh right They never went and that that was all
2: you ever heard of it again but the animated heather grinch stole christmas is great because it's just the book (laughs) animated (laughs) it didn't do anything different right
1: uh Dre peters the greatest showman which was just a recent film glorifies a monster barnum was a con man who cheated on his wife and enslaved those who worked for him i adore the cast and the soundtrack but it pissed me off how historically inaccurate it was yeah i heard a lot about uh, that that was a big complaint about that film right
2: i I don't get why they didn't just like just rename all the characters and just make up a fictional circus like why did it have to be pt barnum (laughs) it doesn't make sense
1: yeah, that was definitely a uh, a mistake on their part there. It'll be a little bit like trying to do, you know, Hitler the musical or something right. like that. You know, you just you don't do it. Uh, Rodney Barrett uh, says, the actual Independence Day. I just sat that's there surprising. dumbfounded at the
2: stupidity on screen. Garbage. I can understand being, like, bored by it or not being into it, but I'm surprised it may- makes you angry.
1: Yeah, no, I think at it's... At the
2: very least, it's a, it's a fun action movie. Yeah, that's
1: a turn your brain off, don't... Right. Don't, I don't need There's any. aliens. Shoot lasers. Need, I don't need any explanations. Right. Exactly. It's aliens, it's spaceships, and the world's saved with a laptop. Yeah. I, you know. It yeah. doesn't
2: make sense. It is. What they do couldn't happen in any way. Like, yeah. somebody thought they were creative when they wrote that script, but, you know, stuff's blowing up. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely wouldn't make me angry. Tom Briner says, any and all
1: Michael Bay Transformers <laughs> movies. They were poorly written, poorly acted, and in some cases offensive, specifically looking at two unknown Autobots in the second one that were horrific stereotypes. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I, I definitely know where he's coming from there, uh, where you could look at it the same way we were just talking about Independence Day, but I know Tom was a big Transformers fan. Sure. And so that is like a little bit like what I was saying with the Avengers. You take a property that you really like, it's like, why, why do you hate me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I definitely can see where he would be coming from. Chris Buckaroo Bonsai page says Pearl Harbor everything about it awful 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 <laughs> Oh there you go uh, might forgo might cat in the hat with Mike Myers There you go you just like you were saying yep. Kids got it on DVD back in the day and it is so terrible To me
2: that's one of those movies that like if your kids get it you just got to be like we lost it I don't know what happened yeah, it broke Yeah it broke It's gone Yeah I was
1: watching it and it broke it's So weird Barry Munden chimes in with David Lynch movies make me angry in much the same way modern fine art does. It's painfully obvious that it doesn't make any sense, but some elitist critic will arm-wrestle you to the ground rather than admit that they don't understand it.
2: Have they actually never seen a David Lynch movie? And I want to. There's like several that I that I know about that I'm like, I, why haven't I seen these yet? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I haven't
1: seen a lot of his work. I certainly know a lot about it and the, the, the whole... Um, Oh, what is it? The, um, Oh, that show, uh, the, the show twin peaks. twin peaks and the yeah, fire walk with me and all that stuff and everything. And I do understand that it's, it, it's weird. And there is sometimes where it just seems like, and then there's a blue Buffalo. What, what? <laughs> what? You know what? Or well, it represents you know. this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just commenting on that. I says, I told him, I feel that way about a lot of Tarantino films. Uh, I feel that there's a lot that he just, does mm-hmm. just because and everyone like tries to justify it and it's like there's no justification for it but okay go ahead <laughs> and then finally uh pete quint says birth of the dragon from 2016 made me furious it's supposed to be about bruce lee but it's really not it's about a dumbass white guy who takes lessons from bruce lee i was angry beyond words so apparently that was poorly marketed <laughs>
2: yeah I remember when that was marketed and they marketed it as a Bruce Lee movie I didn't see it I didn't know anything about it so yeah that would make me angry too if I went to go see it yeah I I got one more just came to mind sure Batman v Superman oh for all the reasons you were saying of like I have an attachment to the original property and then this comes along and it has nothing to do with it and yeah that that movie makes me angry
1: Speaking of movies, you know what it was a. I think I closed the article and I, I I forgot to mention it. Something I did want to bring up. This is a movie that I've heard about for at least five years, if not more. Terry Gilliam has been trying to get this thing, this film, made. And I think it's even gotten to the point where it's like it was kind of made, but then he just couldn't do anything with it. He it couldn't get edited. There's been lawsuit issues. Mm-hmm. There's you know legal troubles. Uh, Terry Gilliam is finally going to see, we're going to see a 2019 release of The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. And I'm only interested, really, because I've heard about this for so (laughs) long. He's been trying to get this film, and there's just been nothing but obstacles in his way to try to get this film made. And now it's finally coming out. You know, of course, I hope it's a good movie after all this time. The hype is too high. (laughs) You're going to be like, that? That's what they fought over? (laughs) Yeah. Years of stop starts, near misses, and almost disasters, legal snafus, and financial mishaps. That's how this article that I'm reading. So, finally going to see a release. Um, or will it? Yeah. I'm happy for Mr. Gilliam. You know, um,
2: he must be so tired.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. This will probably be the movie that kills him. This will be the one. That's it's like, out. I'm done. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to now. <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely retired. Looking forward to. Seeing what happens and when it comes out, I, I'll probably watch it just just because you know, just because of all this hype, and just uh, hope it's uh, hope it's fun. But yeah, that's all the news and the trailers that I had. Yep. Little uh, little slip shot there at the end. Sorry about that. But well, we'll go ahead and take a break here. If we get back, we're going to look at 1980, which is probably one of the older films we've talked about in a while. Uh, Hero at Large.
0: I'm Jimmy Murray from the Fun Facts of the Day. In over 60 countries and 300 episodes and 150,000 downloads, I've been the daily reprieve for parents all around the world. So have a listen, tell us what you think, and just gain a moment back of your sanity every day with me, Jimmy Murray.
1: All right, we are back. Now, here at large, this is a movie you suggested.
0: It was one that you have seen
1: before. I hadn't seen it after now watching it and after reading it, I felt like okay, I vaguely remembered that movie existing. I commented that we were going to be watching it on the group and said that we went from uh unreleased to almost forgotten and apparently I was not forgotten was really <laughs> bespeaking there because yeah, everyone was like, Oh, I saved up money so I could see it six <laughs> times and I saw that on cable and like,
2: oh <laughs> You missed one. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. It's like uh Last Dragon all over again. You missed a gem that everybody loves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be. Yeah, this was 1988. Star John Ritter
1: and Ann Archer, the two stars. How uh, can you go wrong with John and, Ritter? Uh, Bert Convey, who uh, was, probably, was probably most well-known for hosting game shows more mm-hmm. than his acting career. He, yeah. Win, lose, or draw was the big show. And it wasn't, you know, we were uh, looking it up. My wife and I watched this last night. So we were looking through some of the uh, filmography of some of the uh, actors and everything. didn't realize Bert Convey passed away in 1991. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. I had no idea.
2: I, I was looking through a lot of the cast, and most of the cast has passed away at this point.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and all fairly young. Yeah. Yeah, but I had no idea, because I'm sure I... Win, lose, or draw wasn't something I watched all the time, but it was right. always on. You and so figure I, he's just retired? <laughs> I well, I, no, I would occasionally catch it, but I know I was watching it well into the nineties. So I didn't realize that they were re, just keep going. They were just reruns and everything. It didn't really, yeah, brain tumor or something like that is what took, killed him. That's unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, anyway, the star, John Ritter, which is great. He was in his prime. He was yes. right in the middle of Three's Company. I think this was right after Three's Company had been sold into syndication, and it absolutely exploded. So John Ritter was probably one of the most recognizable names and faces on television at the time. So, yeah, putting his name up on a movie screen was a nice move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this looks like it was uh, completely shot in New York, which I'm sure you enjoyed. Always. First thing I thought of when I realized that this was, oh, this is New York. They are actually uh-huh. in New York. Yep. It's like, oh, Matt's going to enjoy, must enjoy this because you were a look just and saying it. You it can't
2: is. duplicate it. You can try. <laughs> You are right. There is something about that time in New York. Yeah, that late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, you know, you can't clean it up. <laughs> right.
1: I think this was a, a, a PG film, or at the time, maybe a G film. So they they kept away from Times Square because I think <sighs> I think Times Square was still uh, the infamous Times Square. Yeah, <laughs> they hadn't they hadn't started cleaning it up just yet.
2: So yeah, you you've got John Ritter as the star playing Steve Nichols, and then you've got co star Ann Archer as his neighbor Jay Marsh. And then you kind of have everybody else paying, like, playing like smaller roles, bit roles, right. things like that.
1: And a very young Kevin Bacon is teenager number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could. He shows up in like the first five minutes of the film. It's some kid that's kind of um, pestering John uh-huh. Ritter's character. And I'm looking it, I was like, is that, is that, yep. that is <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon. He would have been like 21, 22 yep. or so at the time. It was right before his star started to rise. I thought that was kind of funny.
2: And so I just love the idea that you've got Steve, who is this nobody actor who's moved to New York City and, you know, he can't get work doing anything except being one of those like live action model stand-ins for a new superhero movie or like a B superhero movie that's opening and they're trying to promote it. Right. But he's like this really positive guy. He's not like, oh, I'm an actor and no one will hire me. He's just sort of like, oh, we just got to keep plugging yeah, away and exactly. the right thing will come along. I'm right. waiting to hear back from my agent. And he's genuine about
1: it. I like the uh, – he's talking to his agent and he just came back from a, a beer commercial audition. And another kid comes up. Another guy comes up. He's like, oh, thanks for telling me about that beer commercial. I got the Schlitz ad. Oh, congratulations. They congratulate – and the agent's like, you told him about the ad? Yeah, he's in my class. Good guy. You told him about the ad, and he
2: got it. Right. He'll <laughs> yeah, do the why? same for me one day. <laughs> no, he won't. You're a schmuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because that's, that's the part of it, is he's not from the city. Right. He He's from a small town where people look Cocker out. City, Kansas, yeah, I think? Yeah, something. You know, and so I I almost wish, like, the movie opened with him, like, getting off the bus, but they wanted yeah. to establish that he's, he's been, there been there for a while. Been there for a for while. while. But, yeah, I love that, like, he's been there for a bit, but he hasn't lost that optimism. So... He's wearing the outfit of Captain Avenger mm-hmm. of this this little-known like comic book character. A movie's coming out. The movie's not doing well. And he's heading home after like being outside one of the theaters trying to promote it. And he's in a trench coat. And he goes to this little mom-and-pop shop to to get some milk. Yeah, and he's in the back getting his milk when the store gets robbed. And for no reason. We don't see his reasoning. We don't see... Him, like, take the trench coat off. He just walks out from between the aisles as Captain Avenger and successfully stops the robbery. Beats the hell out of those guys. Yeah, he does a really great job. And, I,
1: well, I love it, too. It's one of, those, one of those things where you kind of you have to make up your, his thought process. Because, yep. like you said, we don't see it. But they were closing the store. And he got there just as they were, like, locking up. He's like, please, let me. So the only reason they're open... To, to be robbed is to, is because of him. So yeah. you got to think that plays into it, and sure. especially his super nice guy. He couldn't stand there and do nothing. Sure, yeah. So he had to do something. But yeah, I I love how he did it. Yeah, and he did a great job. And even he doesn't believe it when it's all said and done. He's right. trying to tell people it's like you'd never believe what happened,
2: <laughs> and they don't. They don't <laughs> yeah. believe him, or they don't even like listen to him. Right. And so that's it. He goes home. He falls asleep. And then it's all over the news the next day. A real superhero. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do with this information, but he likes it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, he's behind on his rent, and he's trying to be, he, he's trying to like...
1: Ms. Mrs. Havichek? She's
2: great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the name. <laughs> Perfect for a landlord. Absolutely. And, you know, she's not having his excuses. She's like, you have one more day to get me the rent, otherwise yep. you're out. And then he's got his neighbor who's recently moved in a, a J Marsh mm-hmm. I think stands for Jolene. Jolene. It's the only time you only get her name once, but they just keep calling her J. And so she's like a, a set designer for commercials. So they kind of right. have like that in common. But what I love is he's never like, he's never trying to get close to her to get in a commercial. Yeah. He just wants to know her. Right. He just likes her. And all of this stuff is going on. Meanwhile, the mayor is up for re-election in a few weeks and his poll numbers are in the toilet and the PR firm that they've hired to try to help the mayor's image is like, well, we're also the PR firm that's trying to promote this movie. Now ticket sales are going through the roof because of this real-life Captain Avenger that's happened. Let's put the two together and see if we can help the mayor. And this firm is led by Bert Convey. You know yes. he, his, his
1: name's on the, on the door. He's the, the head of the...
2: I like his character. Yeah. He never takes off his sunglasses, (laughs) no matter where he is. So I I like it because it's all of this like big city, New York, step on someone or get stepped on. And then you've got Steve's character, Mm -hmm. who's Mr. Nice Guy, who dresses up as the superhero and wants to embody what that means. Mm -hmm. And so everybody kind of wants a piece now of Captain Avenger. And he's just like, I don't even know why I did it. I just did it because it was Mm -hmm. the right thing to do. And to me, the best part is when he's like, you know what, I'm going to go out and try to actually solve some crimes because we see a little bit of like the New York acting world. I like the part where he's up for the audition at the play and it's supposed to be like this intimate romantic scene between a man and a woman, but he's reading lines along. So some old stagehand. Yeah, some guy
1: at all. He's just reading off the paper.
2: And this, it gets a little ridiculous, and Steve's like, "I hold on, this is weird. Can we, can we get like a woman in here?" And the guy's like, "That's fine. Next, next. <laughs> you uh, stop the scene. You're out. I guess I kind of blew it, huh?"
1: "No, <laughs> oh, no, no. It was great. Just got a lot of people to see. Thanks. Get out." <laughs> yeah, John Ritter does a really great job of being an actor that can play a not so great actor. Yeah, he's a great actor who can play a not so
2: great actor, <laughs> <laughs> which cannot be easy. No. <laughs> So he's feeling down and the one thing that's made him feel good all week was saving the people in the store. So he goes back out. Yeah. Dressed as Captain Avenger. Yeah, he's driving,
1: he's a relief cab driver. Yep. So it's a substitute, I guess if someone calls in sick, he takes over their route. So he's in the cab using a police scanner to uh to scan the airwaves and everything. Finds he just, you know, the guys don't know exactly why the police are after him. Just knows that they're after these two guys in this gray sedan. You know, gives them the license plate number, tracks it down, ends up managing to actually run them off the road. And he comes out in his Captain Avenger outfit, and he's like, "Give it up, guys! You're you're all through." And then the guy pulls a gun on him and shoots him. Yes, and wings him. He gets a flesh wound. Fortunately, just gets him shot in the arm. Yeah, suddenly not like the. uh
2: not the like hold the store.
1: Up. No, the the guys at the store are like, "Get him!" No, you get him. I mean, <laughs> look at this crazy guy in this orange and yellow outfit. These
2: guys weren't having it. So yeah, being a superhero not as easy as he thought. <laughs> I like that part. He gets shot, and like he has this moment where he like looks at his arm, and then he falls down. Right. And he's just did. I just get. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> 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 I like think the sight of it is what knocked him down more than the actual being shot. Yeah. So he actually manages to uh,
1: to leave the scene. Uh fortunately, the, uh, the guys, just as they're getting
2: ready to run, the police show up and arrest Yeah, he did help. Him. Yeah, because exactly. on the police scanner, he hears the police saying, like, we lost them. We don't know where they are. And his chase is what let the police catch back up. Right. So he actually did help. He goes home. He's locked out of his apartment because he didn't make his rent. So he goes over to his new friend who doesn't really want to be his friend. <laughs> right. And then she lets him in because... He's clearly been shot and she's been hearing on the news about, you know, someone's dressed as Captain Avenger and she's like, it's not you, is it? He's like, well, (laughs) kind of.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so she lets him into his house, cleans him up a little bit, lets him rest. Yep. And uh, it finds out the next day in the paper that these guys that he stopped were drug dealers. There was like several hundred thousand dollars in angel dust that
2: they quarter of a million. Quarter of a million, all right. Which it's nineteen eighty. You got to have a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and and uh, Jay asked him. You really didn't know what you're getting yourself into, did you? No, no, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) His acting is so great (laughs) because he's bringing all of that comedy background, and he's just Mm. nailing each moment with his timing, and it's so wonderful. Yes.
1: The whole time uh, that this is going on, Jay had, has having some sort of relationship with a director a, of some, a commercial director or something. Apparently, they used to be a, an, an item. They used to live together. Maybe he wants her back. She's ambivalent on the idea, not really sure. But now, after meeting Steve, she's pretty sure. <laughs> she's seeing what a real nice person is like. Exactly, and. uh There's a great confrontation with, again, the comedic timing and just there's only a few people that could pull this kind of stuff off where Steve's in the bath while when this guy shows up, Milo, Mm -hmm. I think. He's trying to stay quiet and stay hidden, but Milo starts really being an ass to Jay.
2: And won't leave. You're like two minutes away from this is going to get ugly.
1: So rather than coming out in the Captain Avenger outfit... (laughs) He busts, Steve busts the door open, standing in a pink robe. (laughs) Listen, buddy, it's time to go.
2: What? (laughs) Wait, what's happening? (laughs) I'm going to count to three. Like, is he your kid? (laughs) (laughs) That was great. So he leaves. Yes. No fight. That's the end of Milo. Stand up to the bully. They'll back down. (laughs) Exactly. I'll talk. Right, so then Steve is determined not to be Captain Avenger anymore. He just right. wants to go back and just do his his acting thing, figure it out, maybe find a different apartment. And the PR firm are trying to figure out who could be dressed as Captain Avenger and they figure it has to be one of the hired actors and models. Mm-hmm. From the movie premiere. Yeah, there's
1: like 62 of them, I think they right. said, that they had.
2: And so they start narrowing it down based on, like, physical description and, like, people's bad. Like, okay, this guy wouldn't do it. He's just some jerk. And this guy wouldn't do it. He's just mm-hmm. that. And they have it nar- narrowed down to six guys. And Steve is one of them. And they figure it must be him because he was really into the idea of what yeah. Captain Avenger stands for. One of
1: the kids that really like him. Um, just, yeah, a little weird, as yeah. they put it. <laughs>
2: And so they're like, all right, let's bring him in. Let's see if it's him. Right. And it's him. Yep. And they pressure him. They're like, come on, you can tell us. And he's like, how did you figure it out? Ah, we just knew. Well,
1: detective work, it's all, you know.
2: So yeah, they want him to do
1: some staged uh, appearances where they will stage a crime that he saves in order to kind of boost up the morale of the city, figuring that if the city's happy, they're going to be happy with the administration. And so the mayor will get reelected. That's that's the plan. It's not a terrible plan. No, no, not at all. Um, but again, they're used to dealing with New York. Mm-hmm. They're not used to dealing with Steve Nichols. And despite everything that they throw at him, he's like,
2: "Nah, I'm. I can't. I can't do it. It's it's." just seems wrong mhm <laughs> <And, laughs> i well i like that whole scene cuz they think they got him like yeah, they yeah. send him out the door they're like hey i know i know a producer you know i'll give him a call about you and he's like yeah. wow thanks and then he leaves and the guy's like all right go call so and so we're going to get the how do you know he's going to say yes he's oh, on the he's hook. hook yeah yeah comes right back in actually i can't do it but i love that moment yeah that moment it just leaves them dumbfounded ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap <laughs> yes But in the end, I forget exactly what transpires. Um, He's hearing a debate on like a a new show about is this good? Is a real superhero a good thing? Right, with the Joyce Brothers. Joyce Brothers shows up in every '80s movie. Oh yeah, as herself, (laughs) as herself. And one person is saying it's not a good thing. We we shouldn't have that. And the other person is saying no, it embodies hope. And you know, this is something that the city needs. And he's sitting there listening to it, and it gets to him. And mm-hmm. he's like, "Right, I don't necessarily have to stop a real crime. I just have to inspire people." Right. So he comes back, and he agrees to do the staged robbery. Yes, which is a staged um, subway elevated
1: train robbery. Yep. A news reporter that's been we've seen off and on throughout this thing, who's interviewed him when he was uh, outside of one of these theaters yeah, before anything before happened. Before anything happened, and realized that you know some of the speeches that he's given sounds a lot like this this actor that she interviewed several days ago mm-hmm. and starts putting two and two together so i think that pretty much leads up to the big uh, the big gala they're going to give captain avenger the key to the city and of course have him appear with the mayor and everything to really try to tie the two together and um he does show up Captain Avenger, you know Steve Nichols shows up in his Captain Avenger outfit and everything, and gives a good speech about that. That it's a it's what embodies, you know, it's it's all about the hope. It, it's not just a single person. You know, you're a hero. Everyone can do this. Can be a hero. Can be better. And then the news reporter shows up and cracks the whole thing wide open yep. that he's an actor. That the the train robbery was a fake. And was everything a fake? Well, no, not at first. And so, yeah. The everyone crowd out, turns. Everyone pegs him as a fraud. Yeah, and he barely makes it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, he runs.
1: Uh-huh. That pretty much breaks him. Yeah. He's ready to pack up and leave. He He's packing his bags. He's he, going home. Yeah. And Jay actually is the one to try to talk him out of it. She's saying,
2: really upset about it because she heard his speech and she was really moved by it. And she's the one saying like, you know, you're just going to do like, you know, you don't have to be Captain Avenger, but you're not, you're not even going to be an actor anymore. Mm -hmm. You're going to let them take that from you. And he's like, it doesn't matter because he saw the crowd turn on him so quickly that it kind of broke his spirit and he doesn't believe in anything anymore. And she's like, but I haven't, I still believe in it and that's not enough. And so he's, he's going to leave and he's still wearing the outfit and he just has a big coat on and he's just thrown some clothes into his suitcases and he's going to go. And then there's a fire down the road. Yeah. And this is where the movie kind of loses me. (laughs) It is a very corny, cheesy ending. It's not so much that it's a corny, cheesy ending. So there's a fire and there's a, a, you know, it's a really, the whole building's on fire. They're worried it's going to spread to other Mm -hmm. buildings. The fire department's there doing the best they can. A woman and her son are uh, trapped on the top floor, like four or five floors up. And they get the mom out with the ladder. But then part of the building explodes, so they have to pull everyone out of the building. And they say that ch- the chief makes the right call. Nobody else goes in. This is mm-hmm. too dangerous. But the boy's still trapped in there. So Steve drops his trench coat, sneaks over to one of the buildings next door, goes all the way to the top, and then jumps into one of the openings, saves the kid, is able to toss him out the window onto like that big. Onto the net. Yeah. yeah. But then the building explodes again, and now he's trapped, and we don't know exactly where he is. Or if he's an al- even alive. Right. And then the chief is still saying nobody go in, but then these two bystanders run in, and then the chief decides to run in with them, and then they get him out. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there going like, so the message is put yourself in danger and run into a burning building? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good message. It's to be a hero. Uh, I get the message is to be a hero, but did it have to be a burning building? Yeah. Is a little bit of an extreme situation. there. Way too extreme. Like kids are going to walk out of that theater and be like, "Okay, next time there's a fire, I'm going in." <laughs> yeah,
1: you you definitely could have found some way to maybe to stop another
2: mugging or something. You know, do, I,
1: have someone on the street manage to.
2: I would have done something. it. What if he talked down a person who was going to jump off a building? Yeah. What if there's somebody who's like, "There's no like, I hate this city. There's no reason to." And he walks up and he's in the suit and he. Gives another speech about, you know, you know, tomorrow could be the day right. things turn around. Like, you don't have to give up. And the person is seeing the hero talk to them, and he talks the person down,
1: or maybe even the uh, the crowd, rather than chanting "jump, jump," you right? Know, you know, go
2: back, go back. Right? You know, changes their tone, and or... he, you know, and then the message becomes, you don't have to save a whole city; you can save one person, mm-hmm. and that can be enough, and that could be the thing that makes him go back, right? Because Jay is outside the building, and she's worried that. He died in the explosion, but then he gets pulled out and they go home together. They right. they go back to their apartment.
1: Yeah, I like how everyone is perfectly fine. Right. You know, don't the, check him
2: out. Don't, no, no, no medical checks. There's the ambulance. <laughs> all the smoke inhalation. Right. Oh, he, you're good. He was in there like 10 minutes. He'll he'll be okay. Yeah, no
1: problem. There I think all. he died that night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or the fact that he, they're crossing police lines, right? You know, I'm pretty sure, you know, that you just don't walk away, <laughs> and God only knows where his luggage is that he packed up because he he doesn't right. have it. Right? He it's not there, <laughs> not in his hands. But it was my wife and I watched this uh, last night, and it is a fun film to watch. Oh, it a is lot of fun. still a lot of fun. It is, you know, John Ritter, like I said, in his prime. Just he's fantastic. And he's done more important films, sure. But I mean, this is definitely one of the more fun films that you know. He would go on to do a lot of other uh, fun films after this too. What was it? Stay tuned. I love Stay Tuned. Um, what was the other one that he did? Um, I can't think. There's another one that came right after that. I have to look it up, but I don't remember. But yeah, he did a lot of fun comedy films and everything. And this is just kind of like the first in a line of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's just he's just so much so enjoyable to watch. Everyone's a lot of fun to watch in this film. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it.
2: It's one of those movies that doesn't work without him. Like y- yeah. you could find, fa- like if you went and found a more serious actor, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. If you found like, there's probably very few comedic actors at that time who you could have plugged into this role and gotten the same kind of reaction and response and feel from it. There's something about John Ritter that's very one of a kind (laughs) and that he carries so many of those scenes. Like even when he's just like standing there and like the big smiles on his face and you start to get the feeling he's forcing it right now. Mm -hmm. He's like you can see he's just sort of like, come on. Can we just go to dinner? And like, it's like, oh no, they're crushing his soul. <laughs> yeah. He's got that puppy dog look to him that you're just like, I want to take care of him. Steve Nichols is just is
1: such a fun character. Yeah, he is just that really great. Guy. I like when he he tries to meet uh, Jay at work to try to get her to go out to, for coffee or something, and she's busy. She's got a date. She's got you know this going out with his director, and he's got nothing. He's got nobody. He wants to tell the story about what had just happened. And he sees a panhandler, and he's like, let me buy you a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never believe what
2: happened to me tonight.
1: They, they walk off to go get a coffee together.
2: Yep. I just, I I, I love that about him. And is that the same guy, because the, when the think fire's- see him at the end. Yeah. When the fire's going on, you see- Yeah. Or, is it the fire, or is it the speech? Is it the mayor's speech? Uh, mayor's it's speech. It's the mayor's speech. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that same guy is there. I believe so. Because I think that guy realizes, that's the guy that bought me that coffee that night. That's uh-huh. the guy that got me a meal. Right. He he believes in him. Mm-hmm. And then when the crowd turns, you see the guy, is just, he looks more upset at the crowd. He's just sort of like, oh, no. Yeah. They're they're angry at him, but he's a nice guy. Yeah.
1: No, it was a, a really fun film. Uh, it's a little tougher to find than some of our other films. I found it yeah. on um, Google Play Video, whatever they call it, movies and TV's. It's like for rent for like a two bucks or something like that. So it's not an expensive uh, viewing, but right. you may actually have to pay a couple dollars for it. I don't know if it was ever released on DVD or not. I didn't bother to look. Uh, I have no idea if it's available that way, but uh, it is available to rent just you know streaming here and there. And it you know it's still for you know, nineteen eighty. Of course, it's not going to be high definition or anything like that, but it still looks really good.
2: Yeah, it, it does have a really good look to it. Probably, Um, you
1: know, all probably shot on film and not video, so it's good and crisp. And, you know, so, yeah, it looks really nice. And like I said, like we were saying earlier, filmed in New York. So it's just this really great New York 1980. You definitely get the feeling, too, that a lot of times they were filming and just they left New York, just go about its business behind Mm -hmm. them. There's a few few occasions you see a couple of gawkers at the cameras when
2: they're not supposed to be a camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I almost forgot. The scene I absolutely love is the opening scene where he's standing on the corner with the woman. And, you oh, know, yes. And he's like, wait, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I'm pregnant. And He's I'm, like, I'm knocked up. He, you, you said you were safe. Right. And then all of a sudden you realize they're reading lines yes. together. I <laughs> I forgot about that scene and I'm going like, I don't remember this. He got a woman pregnant. Oh, they're reading lines. Yeah. As she's. They're both heading to their their respective acting gigs. The people behind them listening in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you wonder were those extras? Right, <laughs> the I doubt it. On the no, because it would work. It would work as just the two of them just saying that stuff yeah. to each other.
1: That's what I mean. I I don't think you could have closed down that much of New York no. and put in that many extras. I think it was just. You guys go down here. We'll be at the you know
2: halfway mm-hmm.
1: down the block filming, and you right. just do your thing.
2: Wear your mics and keep them hidden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, or the, maybe the person AD, next to you we'll, has a mic. Yeah, we'll ADR it later. It's all good. Something. Yeah, exactly. So it, it makes it just a lot of fun to see New York
2: in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is you never see that woman again. So, like... She was probably just, like, some classmate that he was yes, helping exactly. that day. Yeah. And it sounded
1: like, like it was, like, a regular thing. They walk to work or whatever they do, and, and she's like, okay, I'll see you Monday. You right. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love that they can do that. They kind of, the show don't tell, mm-hmm. You, they kind of set up that this guy has, you know, this life, this pattern to his life or whatever, and he has these friends in it, and that's all explained just by showing that scene. Yeah. I love it. That's exactly. a lost art. Very much so. Yeah. It is now it's more you have to sit and talk and tell everybody. It's like just just show it. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah, fun movie. It was fun. Corny, cheesy, you know. But, but the right dose. Yeah. Yeah. But fun.
2: Yeah. And it's it's everything that like superhero movies should stand for. That it isn't about yeah. the person in the costume. It should be about what they're saying and what they're doing and how they're helping and how that should inspire other people. And you know that that's kind of the message it's trying to get across at the end. That I wish other superhero movies did rather than just oh we we had a big city fight and we knock you know we kill the villain in the end. It's like right. I'd rather you know I that's one of the reasons why I still like that first Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie because when he's about to lose to the Green Goblin. All the New Yorkers on the bridge start throwing trash at the Green Goblin. And, like, right. you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. It's like, that, where is more of that? Yeah. Where is more of, like, you know, Superman's about to be killed, and then, like, a bunch right. of kids come run and, like, put themselves in front of, like, the villain, and the villain has to stop because the villain's like, I'm not going to incinerate kids. What am I doing? Like, right. They did that in
1: the uh, animated series. I think Superman, the Superman, the animated series. Oh, yeah. Did. The
2: animated series always gets it right, but yeah. where is it in the movies? Yeah, no, I uh, agreed. That the movies just ends it on like a, a vicious neck breaking,
1: and I love with Hero at Large. You know the events that play out. Maybe they're exaggerated a little bit, but I don't think they are. I think they're it, very, it
2: very feels, down to earth.
1: It do, It feels like you know this doesn't isn't this isn't something that could not happen.
2: Right, exactly. What would happen if someone actually dressed as a superhero and went and saved somebody? Yeah. Everyone would be talking about it. People, everyone would want a piece of you. People would be thinking like, how can I make this work for me? And then, yeah, people would feel inspired, but the moment they found out it was fake, they would turn on you in a second. Yeah. I love that. It was a Mm -hmm. very real look at this. Now,
1: but like we were saying,
2: I think maybe the fire... That part, yes. That
1: was probably... Maybe not so much, but the rest of the film, though, is uh-huh. like
2: this could happen. Imagine if the movie ended with him leaving, <laughs> like, yeah. like nope, downer, I'm out. <laughs> a little downer in. Oh, that building is on fire. Pfft, later, yeah. <laughs> no. Most depressing ending ever. <laughs> Kid died. Captain Oops. Avenger nowhere to be
1: found. <laughs> He's he on a was bus. Fake. Yeah. Wow. No, fun film. If you hey guys haven't watched this one, and apparently everyone else has. so like, It's just you. <laughs> it's just me again. You corrected well, no, over What was really funny, watching that final scene, though, I've seen that scene. Okay. That looked familiar. I think it must have been on TV, and I just caught the tail end, and I didn't know what in the world I was watching. But I was like, I've seen that. Sure. That was really weird. I was like, that seems really familiar. What's this John Ritter superhero movie? <laughs> <laughs> why is John, never seen this. Why is John Ritter in orange tights? Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm positive that I hadn't seen the rest of the film. So it ended up being a really fun, fun watch for me. All right. Well, I tell you what, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Next episode is, I think we're going to discuss something that uh, I. Stumbled across, it just showed up on my Amazon Prime feed, kind of like you might like. And it's one, I I think I remember hearing that it was going to happen years ago, and I kind of guffawed probably then. I watched the Electra Woman and Dinah Girl movie, which was apparently, I guess we'll get into it more uh, next episode, but it was originally slated to be a web series, but I can't determine whether the web series ever actually happened. Or if they just ended up taking them and and stitching them together to make a film. (laughs) But either way, I enjoyed the heck out of it. And a couple people that I mentioned it to went and watched it and went, that was actually surprisingly fun. (laughs) So we'll go see what Matt thinks about it. So two weeks, Electra Woman and Diner Girl. It's available on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Until then, I think we'll say goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone had a fantastic new year. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye, all.